Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 131. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. My name is Jay, and I am your host. And I, you know what? I get excited. Sitting in this chair, I get to meet some of the greatest people. As you're out there doing real estate, you get to meet so many people. And what's amazing is there are so many entrepreneurs out there who resonate and vibe and want to do well and do good simultaneously, and we have yet found another one who is out there who has done that and most importantly is helping many other entrepreneurs do the exact same thing. Today we're going to be talking with Mr. Aaron Walker. He's a life and business coach for men. I love this already. He's inspired many through his leadership, mentorship, and consistent pursuit of excellence and he enjoys helping others and believes experience is a great teacher. Now, how many of you are willing to admit that you are afraid to fail? See, when you hear those words, experience is a great teacher, that says, hey, this guy, he's gone out there, he's done some things, they didn't all go well, he still figured it out and kept going anyway. Remember, fail fast, fail forward, fail frequently. With over 35 years of experience in entrepreneurship, as well as marriage, Aaron has a wealth of experience. They, see, many times we hear of the entrepreneur who, <laughs> well, is successful, but doesn't necessarily manage to keep the rest of his life together. And what I'm excited about is that we have an example that we can all follow, we can all listen to, and most indefinitely learn a lot from. Help me welcome Mr. Aaron Walker. Aaron, you there? Hey, Jay. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on the show today. What an honor. Thank you very much. I am so glad that Anybody takes the time to deposit here with the Cashflow Diary audience, and I get even more excited when they're individuals of your caliber and people who are out there creating a difference for other people in the world. Now, one of the things that I like to say and I like to do is I tend to think of today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes, you know, Batman, Robin, you know, Lone right. Ranger, whatever. Right, right. Uh, they, we, we, we're, we're like them. You know, they fly around in special masks and costumes, saving people and changing lives, right? So entrepreneurs do that. But every superhero has a beginning. They have an origin story. They weren't always, quote unquote, super. Uh, maybe their, you know, planet exploded or they got hit with gamma rays. Something happened to them and they changed over time to evolve into the person that we see today and go, wow, look at that. So what I would love to know is before you were out there changing lives and helping men become bigger, better, better men and entrepreneurs, who is Aaron Walker? Wow. I don't know how great of a situation that I'm presently in in regards to the way you make me sound, but thank you. I appreciate that. That was awesome. Uh, well, Aaron Walker 
years ago come from a very humble beginnings. I grew up in a little town called Madison, Tennessee, which is mm. just 11 miles north of Nashville, Tennessee. My dad was a general contractor, four children. We lived in 800 square feet, three wow. bedroom, one bath house. And I would probably be chosen as the least likely to succeed. <laughs> so, you know, that's where it started. Uh, I started working for a local pawn shop when I was 13 years old. My dad had remodeled the pawn shop and invited me to help him one summer. And at the conclusion of the job, uh, Herb Berry owned Berry's Jewelry and Loan, invited me to work there for him to do sweeping, cleaning up, clean the showcases, whatever was necessary. And started working there and absolutely fell in love with the business. When I was 18 years old, uh, I went ahead and found a couple of partners, went in business for myself. By the time I was 27 years old, a company in Fort Worth, Texas, saw me and come and bought the store. Uh, I was done, Jay, for all practical purposes. Wow. Then I decided that uh, at 27 years old, you can only play so much golf and you can only fish so much. <laughs> so I went back and bought the pawn shop. 50% of it that I started with when I was a child, did about 10 years with that, sold out, went in the construction business, built that to a multi-million dollar uh, industry, uh, took another break, took off a couple of years, and went into life and business coaching. So that's, uh, that's my view from 30,000 feet. Uh, I'm happy to answer any detailed questions that you'd like, but that's just an overview of who I am. Well, yes, definitely. We will dive into some of those things, but there's a couple of things that I just want to bring out really, really quickly. Some of you, you probably don't know this, and you you can't tell by listening to me, but I actually graduated from high school in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is not too far from Madison, Tennessee. Yeah, it's really close. <laughs> However... Uh, I think, interestingly enough, there may be a, a number of listeners who are listening right now who actually may not know what a pawn shop is. Can you expound on what the services that that provides and how that has necessarily that, that rolled into all the other things that you've been able to do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I worked there for two weeks before I knew what a pawn shop was. I noticed people bringing in tools and guns and jewelry, and they would leave it. And we'd write them up some kind of ticket, and Mr. Berry would give them money, and they'd leave. And I didn't really understand at 13 years old what borrowing uh, money was all about. And he just let me know real quick that it was a means by which to borrow money, and you leave security, and you pick it up in a designated period of time. It's small collateral loans for people, and a lot of these people are unable or unwilling to go to the bank or larger lending institutions. And it's just a means by which can tide you over for a period of time. We actually did very well in that business and bought a number of stores. I've had about eight or nine stores over the period of my career, spent about 27 years of my adult life in that business. And it's a very service-oriented business, and it provides a great means for people to borrow small amounts of money for a designated period of time. Yep, yep. I, I definitely know where they are and what they are, because a lot of my, my own tenants definitely use those types of services. I know I've used them in the past uh, long, long ago, because they, when you need them, you need them. And it's usually a great way. I didn't, and 
fortunately, or to some degree today, we've got, you know, television, which has, a, what's that, Pawn Stars? I think there's Pawn Star. I wish I'd have thought of it, Jay. That was the problem. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's uh, helping their business tremendously uh, as we go out there today. Now, you've done many different things. Um, and I, I love the idea of you were, you were on for a while, off for a while, on for a while, off for a while. And I find it interesting because I, I did something very similar to you a few years ago. Um, I called myself taking time off. And it, I lasted maybe four months before I just got overly bored. Uh, I was playing with helicopters or remote controlled helicopters and photography equipment. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to go do something. Yeah. Um, what I want to talk about is I know that there's a lot of people who maybe they're in a job or maybe they're just now beginning to build their business. Their goal in their head, at least it was for me, can often be, I can't wait till I get to this point because when I get to this point, then I'm going to do absolutely nothing. Oh, man. We, I would curl up and die. Absolutely. <laughs> I teach guys every day that if you're working to quit, quit doing that. Do not work just to quit. What happens is men soon find out they don't have a purpose right? and they don't have a reason to get up each and every day. And some of it also, and I found in my case, was a little bit selfish. I thought at 27 years old, I've got enough money to last me the rest of my life. And that was quite honestly, Jay, pretty selfish because I had a gift to make money and I later developed a talent to give and to help. And that was a lot more purposeful for me in my life than it was just to acquire and so if you do have the talent to make money, uh, try to look for opportunities and ways to help others. It's not all about ourselves. It is a lot about helping others. I did take breaks, and they were much-needed breaks because I'm a very, very hard worker. I really go at it uh, with you know 110% all the time, and I needed breaks in between that period of time, but they were short breaks. A couple of them a little longer than others. As you get older, you take a little bit longer to recover. <laughs> and I soon found out that I'm a creator developer. I'm mm -hmm. not a maintainer manager. And I get very bored once I feel like that it's up and running and it just needs me to kind of assist it along. I get very bored with that. And I like to begin new challenges, start new stores, start new ventures. And it gives me a lot of excitement. Yep, yep. I, I've I've learned that I'm a, a create. They call it a creator star. Yeah, I like to amplify things and make them right. bigger, get them started, make them bigger, and then hand them off to someone else to run, please, because I I've, I need a new shiny object to go play with, so to speak. Right, I, I right. Totally understand that one hundred percent. But there's something interesting that I've begun to notice, and I would love to hear your perspective. As I go through and as technology becomes more part of my own business, one of the things that I've that I'm learning about and having to do is actually begin to work with younger uh, individuals, younger generations, because real estate by default tends to be a little bit older for the most part. And I'm the young guy. But when you start talking about technology and how to get your you know marketing and all that stuff out there, you're, now you're dealing with many younger individuals. And I'm noticing there's a difference between the work ethic the entitlement ideas and just listening to you i'm i'm guessing you you have an opinion about does it, what work ethic really is and most importantly what's really necessary for an entrepreneur to be able to build something that lasts you know what i'm seeing right now jay we have a number of mastermind groups 
one of the groups that I started about six years ago is called The Torch. And I do not do this to make money. I do this because I have a passion for young men to do well in their career. So we started meeting in my conference room at my office, and we read books together, we study, and we learn. And we learn a lot from the young guys just as well as they do from us. And I created this group, Diversified, on purpose in regards to the age. We have six gentlemen that are in their 30s, and we have six gentlemen that are over 50. And so, quite honestly, we learned a lot from those guys, and hopefully they learned a few things from us. One of the main topics in the past few weeks has been exactly what you're mentioning here. And a lot of the guys say, I don't have this or that. And I said, well, I'm seeing kind of a mindset of entitlement in the younger generation that wasn't as prevalent when I was 30 years old. And it's because they're used to more, they don't have to quite work quite as hard as some of the guys did early on because, you know, America now is a pretty wealthy country and there's a lot of things that are given to a lot of guys and there's a lot of things that are not given to a lot of guys and they have to work very, very hard to get what they have acquired and my hat is off to those guys. These guys in my group, they work diligently every day. They're hard after it. But one of the things that I've seen that's been a common thread is they like time off. And there's nothing wrong with time off. I talk about this with my wife, quite honestly. I really went after it pretty hard when I was young, and probably some of the times I was working, I should have been at home more often. But I think there's a balance, as you've pointed out. If we want to have things tangible, there's got to be some sacrifices made early in our marriages. And we have to sit down together and work through those things. I wish that I could have learned a few things earlier in regards to the time and being able to segment my time a little bit better. I probably would have been more intentional about taking more time off through the week uh, with my family, but I was hard after it. And so I think there's a balance. I think we can do both. We can have time off, but we also need to work very diligently and very hard to acquire the things that we want for our families. Yeah, I... I agree. I mean, uh, father of four, and I, my youngest is uh, currently three, about to be four. Uh, this is always something that you're always bouncing back and forth. People ask me all the time, how do you do all that you do? I'm like, uh, that's a good question, but I, I have a great wife who is very supportive, and we go through the process of making those choices on a weekly basis so that we can build and serve and give. Now, you right. mentioned something that I, I think I want to talk about a little bit more. You said it's not all about us. It's not all about us, the entrepreneur, etc. And I tend to agree. In fact, I, I I tend to think it's way more about other people, especially once you take on the challenge of providing jobs for other people as an entrepreneur. That's what we do as an entrepreneur. We take We say, you know what? I'm going to go out there, create something that's a value for a customer, and I'm going to go provide jobs for people. I think that takes a special type of superhero, if you will, who who would actually go for it, which leads me to this. Knowing what you know now, <laughs> would you have started at all? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Would I have started being an entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many lessons that we <laughs> learn uh, along the way. We're just like, wow, I didn't know that that was coming. 
Oh, no, man. I wouldn't trade my life for anybody I know. I, it's been an absolute joy. It's been a journey. It's been trials, tribulations, failures, successes, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, absolutely. I would be, you know, I'll be 54 in March, and I haven't had a paycheck since I was 18 years old. If I didn't go out and get it, as Dave Ramsey says, and kill it and drag it home, I wouldn't have it. And so absolutely, man, I wouldn't live any other way. It's been a just absolute joy to be an entrepreneur. And I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. But for the person who's starting out right now, for the person who's maybe in that sophomore stage of their business or junior stage or maybe even freshman stage or maybe they just came out of diapers, uh, how, how do how did you learn to deal with that roller coaster? And what is what are some of the things that we can do that you would say, all right, here's a great way to prepare yourself for the roller coaster? Yeah, things may be going well today, or you may think everything's going to go this way, but here's some of the top three things that I know you need to do to make sure that when it doesn't go the way you expect or when the XYZ happens, you're prepared for it. Yeah, well, the first thing I would start doing as an entrepreneur, and I've been doing this about 15 years, but I would start earlier if I had it to go over. I'm an avid reader, and I read two to four hours a day, every day. I would start that right out of college, if not before. Wow. And people say, I don't have time to read. I don't enjoy reading. Well, my only statement I can make to that is get over it. I mean, because you're not going to go to bed and wake up smarter tomorrow. And so you really need to start reading earlier would be the first thing. The second thing that I've done, and it's just because I've seen how quickly it pays huge dividends, is building relationships. I spend probably an hour to an hour and a half a day writing letters of encouragement, empowerment. I will call people when I don't want anything just to check on them to see how they are. I would invest vast amounts of time in building relationships. And the third thing I would start doing is creating margin in my life, which people don't have enough of. And that involves our time as well as money. And people are unprepared for the roller coaster ride. And if you're prepared financially, you can ride out the dry times. And if you have margin in your life from a time standpoint, you will have time to read and learn and do better as you go forward. So the three things that I would do would be essential would be to read, to build relationships, and to create margin in your life. I can say that I did not expect that answer at all, um, especially when you two to four hours a day. I was just like, whoa, 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 what? Uh, I thought I was doing pretty good at, uh, I've been doing a, a minimum of two books a month for, I don't know, 10 years or so now. And I was like, okay, cool. But use two to four hours a day. That's a, that's a higher calling. So uh, this, which I guess then leads me to, to ask what would be the first three books that come to your mind. I mean, obviously, you and I both agree that the Bible is the best book, period. I get that. What else would you say? Okay, well, I have to say that myself, because the Bible is, without a question, <laughs> the number one book, right? right. It, gives, it gives all the solutions for our problems. It gives us encouragement. So as a Christ follower, absolutely, the Bible is the number one book. I start every day reading right. the Bible. I don't read on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, I do read the other five days of the week. 
There's a couple of books. There's a couple of classics out that I love. One, uh, Carnegie wrote How to Win Friends and Influence mm-hmm. People. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. I've got clients that read that book now that's absolutely changing their life. So I absolutely would read that. One of the best books I've read in the past five years is a book called Essentialism. Hmm. And the author is Greg McCowan, M-C-K-E-O-W-N. And it's a The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Everybody thinks that more is better, and that's not necessarily true. What's really important in our lives is getting rid of the non-essentials and discovering what is vital and going a mile deep rather than a mile wide and getting out all the peripheral noise that's in our lives and really becoming an expert in a certain two or three tasks. So Essentialism would absolutely be the second book I would read. Another great book for business owners is a book called Business Brilliant. Mm. The author in it is Lewis Schiff, S-C-H-I-F-F. Those are three great books to start with. And I'll tell you, Jay, if the guys want it or the ladies that are listening, whoever would like, I have a book list. You're welcome to email me, and I'll send you my book list of the past 50 or 100 books that I've read. Uh, I haven't always kept a list, but the past 50 or 100 books, I'll be happy to send them to you, and you can kind of get a peek at my reading list. Yeah, I I think that would definitely be something uh, many people would be interested in. And just for everyone listening, where don't go to the... Uh, website and you'll be able to get in the show notes uh, the links to the books that were already mentioned. Uh, you definitely have mentioned two that I hadn't heard of. I'm just like, okay, cool. So I've got two more for my own list uh, to go to go down. But man, the two to four hours, you just you just like, wow, okay, got it. I got a, I got a. I'm gonna. You can do it, Jay. <laughs> you can do it. I got confidence in you, man. You can do it. Hey, listen, essentialism will change your life. Okay. You you read that book. Essentialism, and it sounds like you've already read How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a classic. Everybody can read that and make it applicable to your life. But essentialism will rock your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm in. Uh, You know, this is what I know. I tell people all the time, you're going to be the same tomorrow as you are today, except for two things, the books you read and the people you meet. Uh, And this has been, you know, a great way to meet more people. So with all of this, uh, I, I often say to people that a goal once obtained becomes a responsibility. And for me, that that's part of what drives me. I'm curious to know is with someone who has managed to have success in so many different industries and (laughs) golf and fish as much as he wants to, uh, why contribute to the life of other men now? Well, you know, that's a really long story. It would take longer than this podcast to give you real good insight, but I'll give you, again, just a real fast overview of that. When I started my first businesses, it was all about me. And quite honestly, I was very prideful. I was very arrogant. I had plenty of money. I was 27 years old. I didn't owe anybody a schedule. I didn't have any accountability in my life. And it was all about Aaron. And so fast forward a few years, and I was driving. I left our church one morning. We had had a prayer session on a Wednesday morning at our church. And I hit a pedestrian. 
on the way to my office. And it was an absolute life-changing moment for me thinking that that could have been me and I could have been taken out at this very moment just as fast as this individual. Uh, They later ruled it was not my fault. The individual was running to catch a bus, just didn't see me. Uh, he, He lived three days in the Vanderbilt Trauma Unit, and it really changed my paradigm. It really changed my focus. Earlier, before the show, you and I were talking, uh, one of my best friends is Dave Ramsey. And Dave and I have been friends for about 20 years. And uh, Dave invited Robin and I very near that same time to go on vacation. We went down to Amelia Island. And there was a speaker there. His name was Bob Buford. And Bob taught on how to change your life from success to significance in a book called Halftime. Well, I absolutely fell in love with Bob Buford at that time. He just so resonated with me. And I decided in light of the accident and in light of looking at my life, being only successful and not necessarily significant, I would spend the second half of my life pouring into other men, trying to help them achieve their goals reach heights they never dreamed possible, and make their life successful as well as significant. Are you tired of letting good cash flow generating ideas go to waste? Go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready to apply for a complimentary, yes, that means free, one-on-one breakthrough session. Take action now. Go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready. Again, that's cashflowdiary.com forward slash ready. Before we get back to today's episode of the Cashflow Diary podcast, your host, Jay Massey, has some important insights to share with you. Okay. Guess what, guys? You probably know this already. It's a new year. What does that mean? That means you now have permission to be a completely different person than you have ever been. You give yourself that permission. And if you've been waiting, now is the time to act, move at the speed of instruction. At the end of the day, guys, you realize that you you didn't have to wait for the new year to actually get started. You just chose to wait for now to get started. It's socially acceptable now to get started. Well, here's my point. Get started. Become that significant person that we are talking about today. and. Take one measurable action towards any one of the goals that you have now set for yourself that I know that's in your mind. You are here because you're trying to figure out how can I get closer to them. Well, here's the point. One of the reasons that you are listening right now is to understand that listening is one step closer. It's putting you in the correct frame of mind to go out there to go take action. And now it's just a matter of following that up. Let's get back to the interview. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stunned uh, just by the reality of of everything you're just saying right there. So and and that's what's that's what's amazing. It, it sometimes it takes you know events like that. Uh, many of you guys know uh, that it, it it took an event like that to get me to start documenting the process that that my wife and I have been going through. Uh, and, and developing cash flow diary. And it, it, it took people passing away to say, Hey, I need to do something. I need to contribute to others. I need to make sure that this information is not lost and, and, and is given. And I, I hear the same thing and what you're saying. And I, 
I love that because now you're, it, it has nothing to do with the monetary value that you receive. Um, and it's everything about creating a bigger, better person, a bigger, better earth universe, or, uh, you know, just men who are actually acting like men. And I'm, I'm just excited to, to right now know you, uh, to, to at the end of the day, that that's really um, what I'm getting excited about. Well, Jay, I appreciate that, man. I really do. My heart sincerely goes out to guys because a lot of young men and even some older men, they really don't sit up and take notice of the value of other men in their lives and the relationships that can be forged in the quality of your life and what it can be when we let go and become a servant leader. And so I just encourage guys on a daily basis to be a servant leader to their community, to their families, to the organizations they're involved in, and to their careers. And when you start investing in other people and help them achieve their goals and help them reach the milestones that they're so desperately trying to obtain, your life is better as a result of it. And it just takes a long time for guys to realize that. And sometimes, unfortunately, it takes a tragedy for us to wake up. Right. I tease guys all the time. You know, it's funny because when people get a divorce, the first thing they do is lose 50 pounds. They shave their beard. They quit smoking. They quit drinking. They start working out. And I'm like, dude, if you'd have done that five years ago, you wouldn't have got the divorce. Well, that's what I'm wanting guys to do with their lives now. Don't let it take a disaster or a catastrophe in your life to realize the value of pouring yourself into other people. Yes. Um, yes. That, that's, oh, it's a, it's amazing sometimes what it does take to, to actually wake us up uh, to things uh, of that particular nature. So, uh, I know for me and the Cashflow Diary team, we rejoice when people in our groups begin to post their first, you know, deal checks or they get their first, you know, raise their first capital and all this other stuff. And that's that, I mean, that literally, fuels us with exact fire we just like yeah that's great this is awesome and at the end of the day i I know it's a lot of what keeps us going my my question to you is um when what are those what are those men so so say someone's listening right now and they're like you know i like everything he's saying but how can he help me what is it that you are what who is the type of business owner or person that you go, man, that that's the one I want to pour into and who I can help the most? Well, I have kind of a niche market because I've been a small business owner now for 36 years. And my niche market would be men 25 to 50 years old. That's kind of the range. I have coached men younger and I have coached men older, but that's kind of the niche market. Most of the men I coach either want to be an entrepreneur or they are an entrepreneur. People historically that work for other companies as an employee, there is absolutely not one thing wrong with that whatsoever. But my personal niche market are people that want to go into business for themselves or presently are. Usually those businesses are small, just beginning, or they can I have companies that exceed $10 million a year. So it just depends. I've been in every stage of that, and I can help guys obtain those goals as well as I've done in 
myself. I've sold out to Fortune 500 companies. I've sold out to individuals. So I have a real in-depth knowledge of small business. Got it. Got it. Excellent. And I, I like what you said about you know, not, nothing being wrong with being uh, an, an employee. And I, I just, it just took me approximately 27 years to figure out that I should have never been an employee in the first place. Uh, but when I did figure it out, I, I've been excited ever since uh, about those things. And sure. they're just, it's not for everyone. What would right. you say to that person, to that person who's considering or has a business currently and, or, or is thinking about what, can I do to grow? I mean, you've worked and you've seen so much exposure. There's got to be a common element, is my guess, a common element uh, across all businesses, across all industries that most people are doing incorrectly, that if they just tweaked this one or two different things, they a whole big shift begins to happen for them. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of things. Uh, Harvard University did a couple of studies one that they determined that the overriding, overarching theme to successful businessmen was grit. And there is absolutely no question in my mind that grit is a very, very powerful component. Yeah. There's yeah. a little there's a little saying that my mom said when I was a child is can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. And that's been kind of my mantra since I was 13 years old. And she wouldn't allow us to say we can't do something. We might not at the end of the day ended up doing it very well, but it wasn't because we didn't try. She would force us to try. As a result of that, it instilled a great amount of self-esteem in me and determination and perseverance. When I was in school, I determined that I was in the ninth grade. I determined that I wanted to go into the palm business. So I went to summer school and night school for two years. I had enough credits in the 10th grade of high school to graduate. I went my junior year to compete in DECA, which is a sales competition side of DECA. And then I went twice my senior year to register and to graduate. That was the only two times I showed up my senior year. And it was only through sheer perseverance, grit, and determination that I was able to do that because that schedule was grueling at that time. The third thing that I would probably uh, do at an earlier age, I have a document, and it's called What Do I Want? And I wrote this document in just a few minutes at my office desk one day. And since that time, it's transformed some men's lives. There's 25 questions and they're very elementary questions until you start to answer them. And then when you start to answer those questions, it makes you take a deep dive into yourself. And seriously, Jay, these questions are not difficult questions on the surface. The main problem with most people is they don't know what they want. They don't spend time evaluating what their life is going to look like five or 10 years down the road. And if we don't know what you want, we can't develop a roadmap by which to get you there. And so this document has helped a number of people. That also I'll give to your listeners if they'd like. They can email me and I'll email it right to them. They can, no strings attached, no cost. I'm happy to give it to them. There's a personal assessment that ask about 15 questions. I'll happily give that to you as well. I want to give away these tools to help your listeners So whatever you need, I'm happy to give you those. And you just do a deep dive on yourself. Once you determine what you want, you can develop a path by which to get there. 
And and if it's okay with you, what what will be easier is if if you send it to us, we'll just post it on the site. That way, they have the ability to just go ahead and download them very very simply. Uh, be great, and and it'll make it very that way. You don't get inundated with <laughs> email after email after email. Um, but we have a very easy distribution method. Something you said that I thought was interesting. Uh, you said you you know we don't spend enough time in to figure out where we want to be five to 10 years from now. And I, uh, and I agree with you. I agree with you, but here's, and this is just me. Maybe it's just me, but I have a hard time personally going that far out. I I tend to bring things closer. I'll do, what do I want in the next 12 months? I'll do the next 90 days, but to get to, cause I've, I've learned about myself. I, absolutely underestimate what I could accomplish in five years. And I tend to overestimate what I can accomplish in a month. Um, and when I try to go out five years, it, it's like, cause that's what happened to me. Uh, that, that that's part of my story is that when I thought it was going to take 10 years to get to uh, a little over a hundred units of real estate. And we ended up doing it in like two and a half. And I was just like, now what? And that's when I did the whole, you know, playing with photography and all those types of things. So I guess my question to you is, it's five to 10 years. Help me understand, is is that really, do you really have to go out that far? Or, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, no. I think it's different for everyone. I think that I'd like to have a general idea at the route which I'm headed. Sure. And here's what I always say. Let's get the boat away from the dock. <laughs> let's get it let's get it out into the water right. and we'll we'll navigate as we get out there. We can alter, we can you know, we can change directions, we can let's just get the thing off the dock first and foremost and let's just know the general direction we're headed. And you're right. I think 1 year to 3 years is really good because things happen in our life. You know, they say life happens and it does mm-hmm. and it alters the way we think. Some people are very long-term thinkers. I actually am a very long-term thinker. I started thinking about retirement when I was 18 and making preparations and deposits into my SEP plan and 401 and getting prepared for that. I just like to look way out. That don't mean necessarily that I have to go down that path every time, but I at least know the general direction I'm headed. Yes, yeah. Okay, got it. And I I just... um... I was just curious because I know for myself when I've tried to go that far out, it's just too overwhelming because one of the things that, you know, we've developed here is a, is a, is a culture of implementation. Uh, and I think uh, you're very correct. And, you know, I say I often tell people clarity leads to power and the power to do two things, decide and act. And once you're clear, you just take action like crazy. Right. Right. And I've learned at least about us is that we're able to actually take way more action in much shorter periods of time than we think. And I, and I love that, but for the, for the people that may not know, I would love to hear what your definition of grit is. Well, just sheer perseverance and determination. My wife actually uses it against me quite regularly because she'll tell me, I'm not sure you can do that. And it's like, seriously, are we going to go down that path? And she knows that I'll do it out of determination. But here's what I want to do is I don't want to do 15 things average. Mm. I want to do two or three things really, really well. 
And in order to do that, it takes sheer determination and grit and perseverance to get the noise out of our life, to get the peripheral things away from us, and to dive deep and to be exceptionally good, to do a splendid job at that task. And it takes motivation. It takes grit, if you will. And if I get focused on a task, I'm going to go there. And it may take longer than I anticipated, but at the end of the day, I'm going to put in the hours and the determination, and I have the willpower to sustain myself to get to that point. So through those things, I believe that you can summarize it up into the word grit. Yeah, love it. It's it's the one thing that uh, I can count on <laughs> for myself is like, hey, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'll stick around long enough to figure it out and right. make it happen. Mm. So. Uh, there's there's probably a, a number of individuals that are listening right now, and if they're anything like me right now, they're they're like, man, I, I want more. What I would love for you to do, because we were talking before about some of the, the mastermind groups and things that you have available, I would love for you to tell us about them, how they operate, uh, what we could expect, where to find them, that type of stuff, because there there's so much to be had uh with mentorship and camaraderie and discipleship in various different ways and i know it's played a huge role in my life to being able to move forward faster and quicker and and make better steps so i i and you and this is what you do so i want to make sure that everybody knows how to get access to those things well i appreciate that thank you very much uh 20 years now i've been involved in mastermind groups and accountability groups. And I started uh, 20 years ago with Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and Ken Abraham and Jeff Mosley, some really influential guys in Nashville. We met in Dave Ramsey's office for about 12 years every week for an hour and a half. And we would talk about all these things in our life that were important to us that we wanted to be able to obtain and to get there. And so only through that accountability and only through the encouragement of those 10 guys was I able to be successful in a lot of arenas in my life. We talked about personal issues, business, uh, church issues. There were any topic that you dealt with in your life, we dealt with it. So I thought a couple of years ago, I would like to replicate that for men here. And a lot of guys say, I can't leave my office and I can't make that much time to go to a specific location. So we do it in a video conference room. And I have a number of groups and I'm the facilitator. I host each group. And in those groups, we meet in that video conference room one hour a week, every week. And we do that for as long as you want. There's no contracts to sign up. You can try it for a four-week period to see if you like it. If you do like it, then you sign up. I don't want anybody to get involved in anything that they don't know exactly what they're getting involved in, if it's beneficial, if it adds value. I name these groups Iron Sharpens Iron. And that comes out of the Bible, Proverbs 27, where it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And it's only through the undergirding of other men lifting each other up and holding them accountable to their goals and the actions that they live their life by are we able to be the men that we should be and be able to be uh, hugely successful. So these groups have 10 men in each group. You meet with the same guys every, every week. So that's what we're doing in regards to – I also do coaching, one-on-one individual coaching – 
and uh, I'm happy to help in that regard as well. But to touch the masses, we've started these Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Groups. You can find those at my website. It's viewfromthetop.com, and you'll see an icon there that says ISI, Iron Sharpens Iron Groups. You can click on that, and it'll walk you through the process. Nice. Um, I, I got a question because I know for me, well, at the end of the day, I, I am, I am the sum total of a lot of the relationships and men that have poured into me. And I, I agree with you. Um, there've been so many, so many people from so many different walks of life that have contributed to my viewpoint that helps me. But one of the things that I think about a lot is that as I've striven to be more that servant leader, as I've uh, worked to to be able to contribute to society, there are times, and I'm just kind of curious if this has been your experience or the experience of those you've worked with, where while striving to be a better father, it also helps me to be a better businessman. And while striving to be a better businessman, there are things that it, it does that helps me to be a better father and friend, all encompassing in, in across all areas. Is, is that been something that you've also experienced in seeing? Absolutely. I tell guys on a daily basis, if you are successful at work and you do it at the expense of your family, at the end of the day, you still end up a loser. There is no way to succeed in the corporate environment or in the entrepreneurial world and not do a good job at home and expect yourself to be a well-rounded citizen husband, father, leader, you can't do it. It is all-encompassing. You cannot separate it. You are what you are at home, what you are at church, what you are at work. It is about being an individual. It is about being one person that does many activities, and you do those well. Wow. With all of that being said, what I would love to hear from you as, as kind of a closing comment, if you will, there's probably someone listening right now uh, who is considering for the first time or maybe the hundred and first time in their life of putting on their superhero outfit and saying, you know what, I'm going to finally get dressed up. I'm going to get my cape. I'm going to go out there and make this thing happen. I'd love to know, what would you have to say to them? Well, I would say go for it. I mean, there's nothing holding you back. You know, a lot of people are fearful. They're afraid of things happening to them. And my saying for that is, is I fear missing an opportunity more than I fear failure. And so if there's something you're wanting to do, go for it. Absolutely go for it. The next thing I would do, Jay, is I would write it down. Mm. There was a study done in 1950 of the graduating class of Harvard University. 15% wrote down their goals. They tracked that graduating class for 50 years. At the end of the 50-year experiment, they found out that the 15 people that wrote their goals down had 93% of the total net worth of the entire graduating class. Wow. You, you must write it down. It must be measurable. It must be dated. And you can obtain and reach your goals if you'll go through that exercise. Love it. Well, I, I just want to say that it has been an honor and a privilege uh, to to get to know you, to talk to you, just to listen in so many different ways. Thank you for taking the time to invest here with the Cashflow Diary audience. Thanks, Jay. It's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is? It is time for you to move at the speed of instruction. I can't even begin to repeat to you all the resources that have been mentioned. I mean, we've got How to Win Friends and Influence People, Essentialism, and Business Brilliant. I mean, we've got books, we've got websites, we've got wisdom on this show. And here's what I know. You're probably going to have to play this one again. So you might as well hit the rewind button and start it right now because at the end of the day, it is okay because the mother of retention is repetition. And I want you to make sure that you become a bigger, better, badder investor, badder person that you can go out there and make things happen and contribute. It has been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you all again real soon. Until next time. 